And welcome, everybody, to episode number 37 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fitoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFitoff. Again, that's at P is in Paul, T is in Tom, H-I, T is in Tom again, O-F-F, Frank. Frank, for all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. And real quick, before I begin the USC preview, if everybody could go to YouTube and go to DSP Media and hit the follow button, and the like button for all of our podcasts as well. Uh, this morning, all of our content was yanked for no reason, so we had to create a new account. So again, if you can just go to YouTube, hit follow, and then for any podcast that you like, hit the like button as well, um, because we believe we had over 2,000 followers, but setting up a new account now, we have to send out notices to everybody to follow the page again. So our apologies for that. So again, for the USC preview, it's the game this week. I know there's another the game right down the road for me where I can't, that's the thing, I can't really travel right now. All the M's have been taken off the, you know, street signs around here. They get all, you know, excited about this other the game, which I'll get into a little bit later. I'll have a prediction for that as well. I started looking at this. So for Notre Dame USC, we have not lost to them since 2016, the last uh, losing season for Notre Dame when we went four and eight that year. And it's been kind of a up and down sort of series. We dominated during the Lou Holtz days. Even Bob Davey had a three and two record against USC. But then into the Tyrone Willingham, Charlie Weiss days. But Brian Kelly, he had, I believe his record was eight and three against USC. So he was pretty successful. But I started to think the last time this game meant so much for both teams, and especially USC, was 2005. That was uh, Charlie Weiss's first year. I believe we were about four and one, five and one going into that game. USC, uh, the returning national champions, that team was loaded with Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, and Notre Dame was so, so close winning that game. And it ended up going down. It looked like they were going to go into overtime, but that's when Matt Leinart did that quarterback sneak. Reggie Bush at the time, that was an illegal play, pushed Matt Leinart into the end zone. Notre Dame loses. Uh, we end up finishing that year. I believe nine and two, and then we lost to Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. But how, if we had won that game, we would have finished 10 and one that year. And I think we would have been playing Texas in the Rose Bowl. We probably would have got killed because those Charlie Weiss defenses were, were just so bad. We had great offenses. Texas probably would have been at least a two touchdown victory in the Rose Bowl for that, uh, for that national title that year in 2005. There's so much on the line for both teams, especially USC. If they win this game and then win the Pac-12 championship the week uh, the week later, they're probably going to the playoffs, or at least they're going to be really, really close. So a lot on the line for USC, Notre Dame, keeping that momentum. If we win this game, we're probably in a New Year's Six Bowl. And from what, not to get the cart before the horse too much here, we beat at USC. Cincinnati wins out. It's looking like we're going to play Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl and the New Year's Six Bowl. I think that'd be a pretty good matchup for us and a lot of storylines to go along with that as well. Since Marcus Freeman, that was his uh, last job before coming to Notre Dame to be the defensive coordinator and now the head coach. So having said that, USC, if they win this game, win the Pac-12 championship, they're probably going to the playoffs. And the more I think about this, the Big Ten could be um, – Thank you, Notre Dame, big time if Notre Dame wins this game. Notre Dame beats USC, they're out of the playoff picture. And then no matter what happens during the Michigan, 
Ohio State game. Let's say Ohio State wins that game, which I think they're going to. They play in the Big Ten title game against whether it's Illinois or whatever Big Ten West team. It's going to be a blowout. Whoever wins that Michigan-Ohio State game will win the Big Ten championship. Having said that, I don't think much changes in the playoffs. I think you still have Georgia. If they win the SEC championship against LSU, then you got Ohio State-Michigan more or less just swapping more or less whoever wins that game. And then TCU, if they you know hold serve and win the, the Big 12, I think nothing except for some seeding changes. Here's the only thing. If LSU somehow beats Georgia in the SEC title game, we probably have our first two-loss team in the playoffs. But from experience, and not to badmouth Coach Kelly, but when he's had the spotlight games, more or less he has failed in pretty much every single one, the playoffs, the national title game. So the SEC title game with LSU against Georgia, I would be shocked I'm not to say LSU is a bad team, but I'd be shocked if LSU does beat Georgia. But if they do, then okay, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, there's not going to be a double Big Ten uh, uh, participant in the participant in the playoffs. Georgia wins out, TCU wins out, and no matter what happens with that uh, Michigan Ohio State game, unless unless it's a super duper blowout like a 59 to nothing, like in the 2014 Big Ten championship when Ohio state came in as the uh, sixth rated team in, in the playoff, but then they jumped TCU and Baylor to get in and then win the national title in 2014. That's the only way I see it. And I, I don't see OSU getting blown out. When I say blowout, I'm, I'm saying like 59 to nothing. So having said that, if it's within 28 points, even I still think, I still think, um, both Michigan and uh, Ohio State are getting in with the scenarios I just told you about. So Notre Dame beats USC. The Big Ten can thank us big time because then they got their two uh, two participants in the playoffs. That's never happened before. That's only been pretty much with the SEC having two participants. So you owe us Big Ten, or at least not owe us, but a big thank you for getting both teams into the playoffs because Notre Dame is going to win this game. And I'm going to tell you why right here. USC is right now 10 and one. Their only loss is a 43 to 42 loss at Utah, a game which they pretty much controlled until the end. And then Utah did a two point conversion instead of trying to go into overtime. So hats off to Utah to having the guts to do that. Uh, but other than that, that's their only loss this year. Great offense. Besides OSU, this is the second best offense we're going to see this year. And it's going to be the best quarterback we've seen. I know in my earlier podcast, I said no disrespect to C.J. Stroud. Caleb Williams, to me, is the best quarterback on our schedule. So Caleb Williams, the transfer that followed Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to USC. 200, let me get my stats out here. He's got a 65% completion percentage, 3,480 yards passing, 33 touchdowns to three interceptions. Phenomenal player. And it's between him and C.J. Stroud right now for the Heisman Trophy. They have 26 transfers this year, too. Uh, so it's pretty much a team put together at the last minute of highly talented players. But it's working right now, especially offensively. And then Jordan Addison, talented wide receiver. He's a Pittsburgh transfer. Uh, 51 receptions for 765 yards, 8 TDs. USC is averaging 42.9 points per game compared to our 31 points per game. They are giving up 26 per 
points per game compared to our 20 points per game. The opportunity here is obviously, yes, USC has a phenomenal offense. Their defense is pretty, sh- I don't want to say shitty, but it's it's not the greatest. Let's just put it that way. There's an opportunity, though, to ground and pound with them. And then also, I know Drew Pine is not the greatest passer in the world. However, they are giving up, as I said before, 257 yards per game passing. Coach Reese has to mix up some play-action passes, get him in some situations where uh, Drew can be successful with Michael Mayer, you know, the receivers that are starting to come around right now, you know, the Deion Colseys, get Lorenzo Styles back involved. And there is an opportunity to exploit that against USC. I think we're going to control most of this game. I think we're going to ground and pound, go right up the gut, because we are the more physical team than USC. Phenomenal offense, don't get me, offense, don't get me wrong but they're more finesse. You go back to the 2014 national title game between OSU and Oregon with Heisman Trophy uh, winner Marcus Mariota. Yeah, they can move it up and down the field. They're not scoring every single possession. Their defense can't keep up with a more physical OSU team. And I think that's going to be like, I'm not comparing us to that 2014 OSU team, but I think the more physical team that we are, we control this game pretty much through three quarters. I just have this weird feeling though. This is going to be another classic Notre Dame USC USC game where there's going to be some weird things happening. I know I have no really evidence to back that up, but I just have this feeling right now where at the end of the day, this is going going to go down to the wire. So again, I think we control most of this game, but it gets interesting at the end. And I'm going to say it right now. It's going to be the same score to the greatest college football game in history that I saw. And other people may not agree with me, but the 1988 Notre Dame-Miami game, Catholics versus convicts game, to me, the greatest college football game in the history, according to my opinion, that is, it's going to be the same score, 31 to 30 Notre Dame. I think we control most of this game, but it's just going to come down to some weird balances at the end. I just got this feeling, but Notre Dame is going to be victorious 31 to 30. Uh, Just to give you some quick uh, tidbits for the upcoming uh, podcast as we approach 2023 with basketball season uh, in full swing right now, I will do a podcast on basketball, but it's not going to be twice a week. It's going to be more of those quick instant reaction analysis that I've been doing for both men's and women's. I'm going to try to get the women's uh, involved with, with this as well with, uh, DSP media. I just think you get more of a instant reaction and it's fresher in my mind as well, because with basketball, you have two, three games a week and to just do an analysis for every single one, that's just not feasible right now. And I think it's going to be more beneficial and more efficient if I just do uh, those quick reactions during the week and then an overall podcast for the week as well for the men. And then maybe we'll get some hockey in there as well, more or less overall Notre Dame winter sports. And then two, uh, a quick, a quick, quick, a quick sneak peek. Special guest Greg Schaefer from East of the Bend Productions. He's the owner of that. We're going to be talking our predictions of how the Notre Dame season went. I was contemplating whether we do that before the bowl game or after. For us to have a true analysis of the game, I've decided to do this at the end of the bowl season. So early to mid January, we're going to have Greg um, as a guest. Where we say, hey, let's compare the so-called Notre Dame pundit experts to what we predicted. 
And I'm telling you right now, as a sneak peek, we were pretty close. Depending on how this game um, on, unfolds on Saturday, if Notre Dame does finish 9-3, and three, I'm right on the money for that. Now, granted, it's not the wins and losses that I predicted. You know, I didn't predict Marshall or uh, Clemson to uh, – or no, I'm sorry, Marshall or Stanford to beat us. That's it. 31 to 30. We're going to win this game. And now the, the Michigan Ohio state game, I think, I, I think last week was pretty much a telling tale of uh, Notre Dame uh, or I'm sorry, the Michigan, Illinois game, Michigan. I just don't think their offense can go up and down with Ohio state. Uh, their quarterback, he's okay. Uh, and it's at Ohio state. I want to say 45 to 17, but even with that, I still think that's not a big enough victory to keep Michigan out of the playoffs. Having said that, Notre Dame is going to win this game 31 to 30. And as always, go Irish.